Honey, the way you play guitar makes me feel so, makes me feel so masochistic. The way you go down low, deep into the neck, and I would do anything, and I would do anything. And Patty Hearst, you standing there in front of the Simonese Liberation Army flag with your legs spread. I was wondering, were you getting it every night from a black revolutionary man and his women, or were you really dead? And now that you are on the run, what goes on in your mind? Your sister, they sit by the window. You know your mama does a sit and cry. And your daddy, well, you know what your daddy said, Patty. You know what your daddy said, Patty? He said, he said, he said, well, 60 days ago, she was such a lovely child. Now here she is with a gun in her hand. Health, posture, cleanliness, and neatness, plus a daily routine of little finishing touches. You're listening to Full Moon Radio Hour on BFF.FM.
it okay? Who is this really? And the voice said, This is the hand. In your long arms, 
But are you willing to compromise within a relationship? To compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? To compromise for what? To compromise. What is compromise? If a man came into your life, wouldn't you want to compromise? comes into my life and I have to compromise? You must think about that one again. <laughs> A man comes into my life and you have to compromise? For what? For what? For what? A relationship is a relationship that has to be earned, not to compromise for. I don't have a tidy soundbite for you because I have learned I am not a child and I have learned that when I've spoken in anger I usually regret the way I express myself. So I've been waiting to feel less angry. And when I'm ready, I'll say what I have to say.
construct, but some constructs allow for greater freedom than others. Some constructs allow people to have better well-being than others. And that's the challenge for us to be able to create identities um, that allow us the largest range of optimal well-being. I mean, I was struck last night when I was on this stage with Gloria Steinem. And, you know, we all know if you know, follow bell hooks, I can be witty and flip. But one thing I said that, that I reflected on in the wee hours of the morning was I was talking about, you know, my endless search for love and whether or not um, the heteronormative woman can be with a man in patriarchy. And I was especially saying, you know, the age-appropriate men for someone like me all tend to be deeply mired in patriarchy. But my point that I made that I reflected on was that I live in a house that loves me, that everything in that house reflects my love of the culture that I come from, um, art, um, beauty surrounds me, and I always say, you know, when I open the door to my house, I feel as though these arms uh, are reaching out and embracing me. And, you know, I've lived in a house with a violent man. I've lived in a house with a violent black man. I lived in the house with the violent black male father. And I know the difference about, in terms of what that house can be like. Um, and so that I do think that it's important for us to name the conditions under which we can have optimal well-being. It's important to name what aids us in our decolonization process. I mean, I said earlier, decolonization, like recovery from alcohol or drug addiction, isn't something that happens like once. Okay, I decolonize my mind and <laughs> I can keep on stepping. It's a constant vigilance within our culture. It's a constant practice. Exactly. The practice of freedom. <laughs> She's definitely read, read her bell hooks.
concepts that I've written about that I, it matters to me is radical openness. And as you know, if you walk around the streets with me or sit around in the hotel with me, I pretty much like to be open to everyone. And that doesn't mean that, and, and that becomes a question of, you know, where do you draw the line? Where do, where do, you, where do you say, well, this person um, isn't worthy? And I try not to engage that kind of rhetoric because I see it as so central to domination, the choice that some people are worthy and some people are not. But radical openness requires discernment. It requires, again, a critical vigilance about how you live your life. You know, um, so as we begin to close here and open up for questions, um, what about spirituality, Laverne Cox? Does that have a role in your life? Absolutely. Um, it's, it's my own sort of spirituality. I, I'm, I'm not a Buddhist, and I don't subscribe to any sort of organized religion, but, but I pray, and I, I've begun to meditate and find ways. For me, it's about connecting to a power that's greater than myself, and that has been really crucial for me at this stage in my life as, as my life gets bigger and I get busier, that um, the only thing I can often find to ground me is a sense of, of, of prayer and, and connecting to a higher power. So it's actually deeply crucial for me. I would say the same thing for me, too, that that's been part of my... I mean, there just have been times... I mean, when I was leaving New York, and I felt so overwhelmed by the games people play in New York and the games of fame, and um, the, I kept thinking before I left here that I could... I would drown myself in the bathtub. You know, um, and I and you know how when you think those kind of crazy sorts of thoughts, I was like, you know, you don't have to drown yourself in the bathtub, honey. You can just leave town. Um, but I, I remember the level of stress that I felt as I was trying to leave town, and I was outside my apartment waiting for the car to come. And I was mad because the car wasn't there. I was on the phone yelling and screaming. And of course, I wasn't calling the right car service. And in the process, I also noticed that I had on two mismatched shoes. And um, it just was all such a sign of the part of me that was breaking down, that was shattering, and that needed to find the, the safe place for myself, the location. You know, when Sweet Honey and the Rocks say that, you know, you, you, if you've lost yourself, you've got to return to the place where you remember yourself and your being. And so that that sense of finding those locations that nourish us, um, that, that help us to take care of our spirit is so crucial. It's been there, it's been there It's been there, it's been there
business and I call you back. It's business, it's business. It's business, it's business and I call you back. It's business, it's business. It's business, it's business and I call you back. It's business, it's business. It's business, it's business and I call you back, 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 back. Reclaiming my time, what he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, will you respond to the question? Reclaiming the my time. Judiciary reclaiming committee. my time. Okay. Reclaiming of my fact, time. Mr. Secretary, the time. the time belongs to the gentlelady from California. You couldn't help interrupting, could you? And you couldn't help stretching truth like a rubber band. We all like to talk about ourselves, but a soliloquy isn't a conversation. First you didn't talk at all, and then you did all the talking.
So my advice was to recognize that these moments will come and we take advantage of them and we remember the promise of those moments. Uh, but we have to do the often unacknowledged work of organizing. And we also have to take care of ourselves in the process of doing this. Uh, so I advise them to sleep. <laughs> you know, and to and to study and to think. We talked about uh, the sometimes uh, the, the the ways in people in which people see uh, thought and action as a contradiction or in opposition to each other. And intellectuals are often told, or academics are often told, oh, you think too much, and you know, now you should take some action. But we talked about the way in which thought and action uh, uh, constitute each other. There can be no uh, a serious, uh, effective action without reflection. Uh, so we talked about uh, the, the ways in which the intellectual element of the movement, the intellectual dimension of the movement, is so important, especially now uh, when uh, we uh, don't quite know where we are headed. Uh, and I would add that uh, artists play a pivotal role in allowing us to sense what might be ahead uh, before we're able to actually um, conceptualize it, before we develop the vocabulary uh, that allows us to you know, talk about what we want and where we, we're headed. Artists are absolutely essential because uh, they remind us that the imagination is central to our struggles. In your eyes, please. It's yeah. harsh on you. That's not, no? No, that's better. Yeah. But you must be very careful. Mm -hmm. You must always protect your visuals. Mm -hmm. And you know what? If you watch television before you go to bed at night, mm -hmm. if mm. you see harsh things, you should always watch a little, a little animal yeah. or something to give you good visuals mm -hmm. so that when you go to bed you will have something beautiful yeah. circulating inside your head. Verstehst du was ich sag? Ich verstehe, ich verstehe jedes Wort. Yeah, good. <laughs> good.
Uh, this first song, Tony and I wrote in memory of Rachel Corey, who died on a peacekeeping mission on the Gaza Strip, such a young girl. And um, we'd like to uh, do this song for all the young people that we have lost globally, uh, young reporters, activists, photographers, um, just all the, all the young people um, who have put themselves out in the front lines, who, have, um, who want, as the young man said, all they want is change, all they want is peace. And we also would like to remember all the young people who lost their lives in the Oakland fire. And um, when you look at the pictures of them, all of them brimming with such hope, we need our young people, we pin our faith on them. They are going to make the most revolutionary changes in human history. They will continue uh, to build peace movements, to protect our environment. And so um, we sing this little song for them. Yesterday I saw you standing there With your hand against the pane Looking out the window At the rain And I wanted to tell were not in vain But I guess we both knew we'd never be the same Never be the same Why must we hide all these feelings inside
Maybe one day we'll be strong enough To build it back again Build a peaceable kingdom Back again Build it back again Build a peaceable kingdom Build it back again I was dreaming in my dreaming of an aspect bright and fair and my sleeping it was broken but my dream it lingered near in the farm of shining valleys where the pure air rarefied and my senses newly opened And I awakened to the cry That the people have the power To redeem the work of fools Upon the meek the graces shower It's decreed the people Rule 